Well, hey, 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 you know what that music means. It means Beyond the Bench is back. And we are back for Season 5, boys. Can you believe it? Start of Season oh, 5. Suck it. I would have never, never sunk it. I don't know. I don't know what to be more surprised by, and I think about that, Todd, um, that people have kept listening to us for five years, that you two have kept me around for five seasons in five years. <laughs> Both of those two seem highly unlikely, and yet here we are. Here we are, and that's a topic for another day, and maybe in private, Aaron. But All right. <laughs> How you guys doing? Oh, excellent. And I know we kind of took about oh, six, eight weeks here and just kind of let it ride and kind of we were doing some traveling. You were doing some traveling, trying to get these new jobs going. Scott and I have, you know, and so uh, we just kind of took a little rest. And I think we were still talking a lot, talking about the direction we're going to go. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But it, it was just kind of a busy summer, wasn't it? It was a busy summer. You guys have been uh... – I thought about that a few weeks ago. I'm like, man, we haven't recorded for a while. Then I remember just how busy you two have been getting uh, getting things rolling in your new in your new gigs and your new your new roles. And I thought, yeah, those guys are busy, and and I've uh, been busy getting school going, so it made sense. But it's good to good to be back. Yeah, it is. It, it is, and uh, looking forward to connecting again on a regular basis and uh, just talking, having our therapy yeah. sessions, as we say. That's right. Man, hey, I'm therapy. just telling you right now, it's been getting expensive this summer without my weekly therapy. <laughs> <session>. <laughs> my therapy bill has skyrocketed the last few months. <laughs> so, well, what is Peach Crown up to now, Scott? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, uh, one of our brand new sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we measure, we careful, measure, we, might ha- we might have that. We measure greatness in the amount of empty bottles of peach crown that we have. Oh, man. Well, we empty the problems we have in our world by the empty bottles that are there you go. sitting around. Uh, yeah. As we were talking, though, uh, since we're on that topic, it, it is nice to see that they're showing back up in Iowa, uh, Iowa vendors again. But because, boy, for a while there, you had to travel out of state, sometimes two states, uh, to find any. So it's good to see it's making its way back onto the shelves in Iowa. Yeah, or you had to have a special connection to a local convenience store like one Scott Jarvis had there for a while. Maybe he still does. Maybe that's where you got that one. No, actually, I got. Wow. I just listened to Aaron. He said I got it at the uh, Come and Go. They had one bottle left. Not, not an official sponsor of Beyond the Bench, but that's <laughs> no, not, where it was purchased. Right. Uh, <laughs> Woo! How do we get there? Just well, just so you guys know, that we're we're getting uh, we're getting free, you know, bottles of Crown Peach for being a sponsor of Beyond the Bench. It's, That's it's fantastic. Nice. Yeah, fantastic. Well, it uh, it has been fun, and Aaron started back to school today, and had kids coming in. Did you take a picture on your front steps? I, uh, I did not. With all my information on the front, I didn't. I didn't want to tell people how old I was and how many years I still been in high school. And when you grow up, you want to be what? Um, still trying to figure that out. Retired. Still trying to figure I that out. Yeah, I want to be retired. Yeah, there you go. 
Yeah. Well, even right. semi-retired isn't too bad. That's right. No, yes. we brought the kids back, and then shout out to all the ads and coaches and teachers and an admin out there that brought kids back today to uh, to school for yet another school year and taking on those challenges that will come with that. So, uh, hats off all, to all of you. And one of us is still in the in the trenches with you. The other two have uh, I won't say greener pastures, but they found other pastures to hang around in. We crossed over the fence line. Yeah. We got put into a different pasture, I guess you checking might say. So you're checking it out. Right. So just so you know, my day, you know, after I, I'm still getting up at 530, granted, but after I exercised a little bit, I put a pork butt on, had that going all day, was able to nurse that while I uh, did some phone calls and some trainings and uh, had that, did a little chicken chicken tenders tonight on the smoker after I cleaned it up after the pork butt. And, um, yeah, so it's, you can do some of those things when you're sitting around the house, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you can. Todd Gordon. Thanks for sharing. Appreciate it. Yeah, that. but I don't want to rub that in, but right, no. new segment on beyond the bench smoking with Todd. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sounds like it's on it. It's own spinoff episode. It is. Well, let's do a little dive here. And, uh, you know, we have been talking about maybe transitioning this to beyond the bench to more of a leadership type of discussion and uh, diving into some topics uh, and tying it into, obviously, the athletic director, the coach world, and make it relevant there. But um, we're probably not going to do as much in the nuts and bolts type of thing. Um, some of the leadership stuff may tie back to that. So we'll just see where it goes. But um, just so our listeners know, we're going to we're going to talk more leadership. So I guess I would encourage our listeners, if you want us to talk about a topic, something's on your mind or something you've been reading about that uh, maybe we could discuss drop us a note, drop us a line, either direct message on Twitter or a lot of people have our phone numbers and our email addresses. Uh, so just let us know if there's something you want us to talk about because we're open to that too. Absolutely. So we're going to go right in and, and we're also, you know, we're going to try and go 30 minutes or less, 25, 30 minutes, uh, try and keep it a little bit more compact which we'll see how well we do that in episode one. Um, Have we said that before? Well, we've said that before. And we, we have, we have gone an hour, whether we have a script in front of us or whether we just have an idea. Um, So it can be full fledged script and we can get through it, or we can have two things jotted down on a piece of paper driving to Oklahoma and we can go for 30, 40 minutes too. So there's no doubt. We'll see. I want to start. Um, we're going to talk about moments today. And this discussion is going to stem from something that happened over the weekend. And we'll get into that. But I want to start with a story. And the year was 1981. And I had gone to Simpson College. I was told from the time I was about a sophomore in high school that, hey, you need to be a music major. And so I thought, okay, I sounds good to me. And I um, had a 
vocal scholarship at Simpson College and I go to Simpson College and I, I start down taking classes and about six weeks in I'm just I'm not happy and I remember one Sunday night I was getting ready to go back and my mom said Todd you don't have to go back we hadn't even talked about it. she just said I she said you don't have to go back I can tell you're not happy and a, a big weight was lifted off me um so I didn't and I was working I worked a couple jobs I was working at Hy-Vee I worked uh, for a convenience store worked uh, some at a manufacturing plant so I was, I was just kind of working some jobs and 1981 I'm standing in the Griswold High School gym in the hallway watching basketball camp and waiting for my now wife Deb of almost 40 years and um, waiting for her to take a break from painting in the school and my basketball coach uh, six foot five big man and played at Kearney State uh, came up and poked me in the chest and his eight words were why don't you go do something with your life? And he walked away. That was it. And whether it was the poke in the chest, I think it was the words, and it was also the relationship I had with that man. Um, I tried to. I cut my hair. I had great flowing hair at that point, flowing locks. Uh, some might call it... Some, some might call it a mullet, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I had a straggly beard, worse than I have now. It was a lot darker than it is now. But I I got myself together, and I enrolled at Iowa Western Community College, went there for a year, and then Northwest Missouri State, and graduated with degree a degree in education and coaching. And um, 37 years later, that's what I did, either in the coaching field, teaching, administration, but I gave 37 years to education and as our listeners know, retired this year and um, turned 60 also last week. So on Saturday, my wife had planned a big day. We had like four things planned and uh, some with friends, some with family. And um, the last thing was going to be just a, a night out and a supper with three or four couples. Um, at a brewery in in uh, Des Moines, in Waukee. And so we go and we walk around the corner and there are, I don't know, 40, 50 friends. And I was totally shocked, blown away. But as I walked around the corner, the first person I see is Coach Gady. Mm -hmm. Coach Gady's now 74, 75 years old. He's, you know, at, th at that point when it, he coached me, he wasn't, that much older than me. He was in his you know, young thirties, but now he's 74 years old and has some health problems. Um, he was walking with a cane. He'd lost about 40, 50 pounds, but he was there. And it's funny, nobody else saw this, but me, but it was about five 35 when we got there and we were supposed to be there at five 30. And as we walked around the corner, <laughs> coach Gady saw me and he, took his watch and he tapped his watch <laughs> like you're late. So, I mean, after my two youngest or two oldest granddaughters got to me and hugged me, um, everybody saw the exchange that coach Gady and I had in tears, um, knowing that he was there. I mean, he, he was there 
And I know it was effort for him to get there. So that moment back in 1981 turned into 37 years in education. And I don't know what it would have been without that poke in the chest and without that, those eight words that really changed my life. So we're going to talk about moments, the impact of moments, and the different kind of moments that go into that. As I reflected on the weekend and the night, I thought about the effort that went into that. Um, appreciated it a lot. Because like I said, it, it was a secret. And they'd been working on it for two or three months. Yeah, and that's what the first thing Deb said was, I don't have to lie to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was so glad I didn't mess that thing up. Yeah, because a lot of you guys were in on it, obviously. <laughs> and nobody said a word. I talked to several people who said, I was afraid I was going to screw it up and say, hey, I'll see you Saturday. Because uh, a couple of the ADs that were there, I had trained within the last week or so or talked to on the phone here and there. And one of Matt Eichhorn said, I, I hung up the phone. I was so relieved. I hadn't said, I'll see you Saturday. <laughs> so, so I know there are a lot of people keeping secrets. Yeah. But I want to talk about maybe – well, yeah, and Deb Deb has a way of doing that, yeah. um, <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about maybe three or four things, three or four topics, and then let's relate that back into leadership, mm -hmm. activity administration, coaching, and what that looks like. The first thing would be you have to plan. You have to plan your moments sometimes. And sometimes they happen organically, and we have to be ready for those. But in this case, I know the planning that went into that night uh, was pretty intense. And um, so you have to plan it, and you got to do some public relation with that too. But let's talk about planning moments as ADs and as coaches. How do you do that? Hmm. I, I think, honestly, for me, well, you know, I, I learned a lot about just the intentionality piece of it and making mm -hmm. sure that. And the one thing I thought about was I've had to be better at planning those moments. So like when I, my daughters have games, I put that on my calendar and I make sure that I am there for those moments. And I wasn't always very good at that. So for me, that was really been the intentional piece and making sure that I uh, put that on my calendar and it is top priority. Um, and I think, uh -huh. you know, even we think about this weekend and which was an awesome event, Todd, I'm, I was so glad that I got the opportunity to be a part of that. But um, those are the kind of things you put on your calendar and they're like, I'm going to be here no, no matter what. This uh -huh. is this is important to me. It's important to my, you know, relationship, whoever that might be. Uh, but I think more than anything, even over this last year, I've really tried to be better at that, especially for my family, because I wasn't always that for my family. Right. I, I'm going to jump in on that just a little bit um, before we get to some other stuff. But I, I think that's something that can be a, a, pit, a pitfall in the role of a leader. Or leadership because you, you'll you'll get 
you get yourself in this rut um, where you feel like you have to be everything for everybody and be there all the time for everybody and that you aren't being a great leader if you aren't available for everybody 24 seven, if you aren't at everything, you know, every event, every meeting um, that, that's going on. And so we set aside or don't intentionally work in our personal moments uh-huh. with our family and our kids and, and, and our loved ones back home. And, and we, we, we let creating moments for the people for work mm-hmm. supersede that. Well, over time then, that, you know, we all know how that stress starts to build in and, and, and it's going to erode your leadership because you're now you're going to feel guilty because you're, you're feeling guilty because you're not home experiencing those moments because you've overplanned your work moments, you know, the things you've got to do at work to try to be there for other people first. And so I think I appreciate what you're saying there, Scott, because one of the things as a leader is you can't be a good leader for others unless you're a good leader for yourself. And, right. and so you can't put yourself as a leader where you're over worked over scheduled and missing personal moments for work. Um, right. That'd be one thing I, I, I think understanding the impact of them. Um, the other thing I was going to get to um, in terms of the planning, um, you know, you said it, Todd. Now, now whether your coach um, had been thinking about you for a while and, and knowing he had to have that conversation with you for a while, whether he just saw you and knew in that moment that, Hey, I'm going to go run. I'm, I'm talking to Todd right now. Um, I think the planning for that had been set in the relationship building ahead of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that when you start talking about planning for moments, you're, you need to be constantly building that relationship, constantly building up rapport, constantly um, creating more interpersonal connection between you and the people you're leaving, leading so that you know um, maybe when they need you the most, how they need you to show up for them, um, what they need you to say at just the right moment. So then you can plan those things out. If you don't have that type of connection with them where you can start to read them and you can start to say, okay, I just had a conversation. I can feel they're getting a little stressed or that they're reaching that point in the season uh, or in our workflow where they start to, to get a little worried about things. And, and so you have to know them. So you know when to be there, how to be there and what to say when you're there with them. That's, that's um, a fantastic point yep. that, that's part of planning too. I love that. That's, that's really good. I think on a, a practical level, one of the things I, I did the last few years, I got this from Todd Coy who retired from South Hamilton this year. He just said in passing once at a meeting, he said, I, a head coach, when they get their first win of their career, I get the game ball. Yep. And so I started to do that the last couple of years too. And that was, I'd had two or three head, new head coaches, but that was a special moment for me and for them. I know when I could get the game ball and go into the locker room or go into the dugout and present that game ball to them. So I think just look for practical ways that you can create moments for the people that you lead um, is good too. Second thing I think that's important and we get, as leaders, we get kind of bogged down with this. I know Deb didn't know if she, she couldn't do anything by herself. And I think one of my daughters called her one day and said, what are we going to do for dad? And she said, I, I just don't know. And she said, well, we'll do it together. And so even if you are kind of the lead planner, if you're the, 
the AD, the administrator, the coach, you need to be open to enlist the help of others to help you do it. You don't have to do it all alone. Many hands make light work. And I think we've gotten tied up so many times in thinking it has to be our hand that does everything. But, you know, I can tell you the last few years as I kind of let people do their thing more and just kind of helped guide them if I thought maybe it not had to be done my way, but if if I saw maybe they could do something a little bit better, you just kind of guide them through that. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you just put up with it being different than what you do it. And it still gets done. Um, but you got to let others help you. I should just let that sink in for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> um, hardest thing in the world to do sometimes is an AD and a coach. Well, yeah, it is. Your um, name's on it. Yep. Yeah. Um, it is. And, and I'm going to use um, – I use our rollover. I'll use our rollover to bound as an example of, of of a way I'm trying to grow in in enlisting others. I, you know, as we roll over to a new system and we're working through the the, the pitfalls and, and trying to learn a new system and 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 bound is trying to grow and expand and do things as they get more information in for more people doing it and it's just evolving. Um, there's been some things that I I've been my assistant AD and my secretary that they're taking on as a part of, of rolling over that they're going to be experts. Uh -huh. It's been interesting for me to sit back and not jump in and try to take over the rollover, try to take over the plant, you know, the, the work on it um, and not be the expert in the registration piece, for example. Yep. Yep. And um, that takes a lot of patience. Um, I see a lot of growth happening um, in my office with the folks who are heading that up in terms of problem solving and things like that. There's been, there's been other times I've been like, Oh, this would be easier if I'd have just done it from the get-go um, yep. because it's different and it's uncomfortable for me to be different than I would have done it. But but the the growth that I'm starting to see now in the back end of it that's happening in terms of leadership and problem solving of others in my office um, is going to be the payoff. Yeah. Of, of having patient and let them take their their time to learn and become the expert in, in something new and different. Uh-huh. Right. Third thing I think that's important to, to think about, and I think this is part of servant leadership, is that we create and we give moments to others. I mentioned, you know, the game ball thing, but the feeling that I had during that evening and during those moments talking to people that were there, um, many of them from the many different school districts I was in, there was somebody there from each school district that I served with. Um, to be able to give moments to others is really satisfying, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And really, that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, it's more fun to create moments for others than it is to create moments for yourself. Right. Yeah. I was... Uh... When I saw that on there, one of the things I kind of wrote down to maybe hit on there if it came up. Um, so I was asked to talk to a, a University of Iowa admin cohort in, uh, in a summer class this summer. So I jumped on with them and did a Zoom. And and, and they wanted to have the perspective of, 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 of AD and athletic administration and how that works. And so they were talking with me about, you know, 
the AD role. Uh, most of them were just were in it for their admin. They weren't. There's a couple in there, I think, pursuing the AD profession. The rest were pursuing more the main office admin uh-huh. path. But it was good. I was appreciative being asked to be on there and and help those folks who are gonna be future principals know more about what that AD role is about. But we just got to talking about moments and things like that. It came up, and one of the things I talked to them about was when you think back to school. And I'm going to talk about it from a high school standpoint. Uh, you can talk about college. You can talk about your work. If you work someplace for 15 years, you think about someplace you've been for a while or, you're, or, or you went to school. Um, it's not the day-to-day mundane stuff you remember back. But think about to, you go to a class reunion. Remember that time when? Exactly. And, and you remember when we did this. Remember we jumped in the bus and this and this and this happened. Remember when we um, we went to the game, we went out to eat after the game and this and this and this happened. It's it's quick snips that are the memories talked about, the moments talked about at the reunions that tie them all back together and take them all back to being 16. Um, Mm -hmm. And you think about a workspace uh, on that, that takes them back to whether it's office parties, whether it's celebrations, it's something that that, that are those moments that they all experienced together that brought them closer together, helped them know one another better and made that space, whether it's high school, college, workplace, a better place, a more connected place to work and they were they were they were better because of it and I, we talked about that i said you know in high school these kids don't remember the day-to-day stuff in math class and science class they remember the moments we as administrators create for them uh-huh. to experience the things that when they're at the 30th class year, they go remember that time when and it's our job as leaders in the education field to create those moments for them so they can talk about them 30 years later right i still remember team dinners before high school basketball games and i remember as a coach high school parties not cake parties i'm talking about parties like christmas parties you know (laughs) i remember those times and again that's an intentionality of you as a coach saying hey I, I'm going to plan this because I know getting our team, getting my team together in our house, coming together, celebrating together is going to be, it's going to be something they'll remember the rest of their life. It's an intentionality of giving a moment to others that's going to have a positive influence on them or impact on them the rest of their life. Correct. Correct. And if, yep. we, if we aren't thinking that way, um, we miss the boat. Yes. The last thing I just want to encourage, I don't know why I'm getting an echo in here. I'm going to stop. I turned Aaron off there just for a minute. Take a hint, Aaron. No, not really. (laughs) The last thing I want to mention is just take time to celebrate this year. Take time to celebrate your kids, your coaches, your students, your staff, custodial staff, the kitchen staff. Celebrate. Be the leader in celebration and leading those moments. I think if, and that will create the memories that we want for our kids. Yes, there's, and I probably, you know, we, I always talk about, you know, how probably in education where we're so busy doing the checkoff, we're going to the next thing, going to the next thing that we don't celebrate enough. Uh-huh. And just 
what Andrew just said is a perfect example is that making sure as a coach and as an athletic leader that we are creating those moments, even though we might have something else to do, knowing that creating those moments are what they're going to remember 30 years from now. Not, you know, we ran this play in this game to, to win or whatever, like that's going to be the moments they had outside of practice. It's going to be the moments that you took as a coach or an athletic director to, you know, develop the culture, to develop relationships. It's not, again, it's beyond, you know, it's beyond the scoreboard. It's beyond the wins and losses. It's truly about creating great relationships with coaches and student athletes. Um, and we, we have to remember that as athletic leaders, athletic directors, that it's about creating those positive relationships and don't let it become about the wins and losses because then it's just about the sport and it's not about the kids. Yeah. I think I figured out my echo problem on this end. I love that you, <laughs> I love that you said that, uh, I, I was listening to you talk there, Scott, and, um, I want to, you talked about how we don't take time to celebrate moments. Um, you know, we, we get move, get ready to move on to the next thing. What's the next thing on the checklist and things like that. Um, uh -huh. I'm going to step into culture for a second. Um, yeah. I think when people are trying to build culture, it's about they want to change culture uh, in, in their organization or within their system. Um, I think one of the places we can miss the boat as leaders because we're just trying to move on to the next thing and keep moving forward is to celebrate those little wins. We think, ah, that's just a little thing that happened. Yeah. No big deal. It's just a small step. It's it's a it's a, it's a tiny little step in, in in this big trip and big journey we're trying to take in resetting culture. And they don't take time to celebrate the little moments that are the culture builders. Um, and, and as leaders, I think we got to remember that that you have to celebrate those little wins, those little moments. Um, if you're trying to generate momentum to change culture, build culture, improve culture, um, if you're not celebrating, you'll never get there. Great point. And I think that's, uh, I was a couple weeks ago, you know, writing a lot about and really stuck on this idea of personal wins and personal wins are just moments and you, but make sure you celebrate that. You recognize that not only for yourself as a leader, you know, when you think you've got a win, feel good about that, but look for those personal wins. You challenge that kid to do one thing a little bit better. Or just get through the school day without cussing at a teacher. I don't know what it is, you know, but just – or cussing at me, whatever that looks like. Whatever that looks like but for you. Help kids, help coaches, help staff, help teachers, help people recognize personal wins and identify what they are. Yeah. And, then, and then you're going to get to celebrate a lot. Be the creator of celebration this year yeah. in your school. And like that's that. a great creator, challenge. I think, be God, the creator that. of celebration. Yes. There you go. I like it. Um, I think we've got to do I think about something that our principal does, that Jason Klein, our principal, does at our staff meetings when we go, and he always, he always brings like five mugs of like coffee mugs filled with Hershey's Kisses and calls it Mugs and Kisses. 
Uh-huh. And he puts them on the table in the front and he encourages our staff to come up and present one to another person in the building who just deserves, who's done, who's gone out of the way to help you or to do something for a school. You've seen them do something special and, and a chance to say, Hey, I saw my colleague do this and it was fantastic. And here's why. And give him a mug full of Hershey's kisses. Um, his first couple of years he did that. It was crickets. Mm-hmm. Our staff did not want to talk about the little wins, the little celebrations, you know, stand up in front of the staff. And even though it was about somebody else, it was hard to get people to come up. Now we've got a line, like you only got five mugs that, and we got like nine people to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But you think about the impact when you start looking for, because now that's people looking for other people's wins and then helping them celebrate it. And think about the, the long-term impact that has on your culture when you've got staff who are looking for other staff members doing good instead of looking for other people who aren't doing their job and by golly, I'm going to tell on them. Um, and the shift by celebrating wins of, of people in your, in your culture. Great. Love it guys. Thank you. We didn't do too bad. 33 minutes. Look at us go. Record. With a bit, bit of an intro record. So just a reminder, the moments that you create, the moments that you step into can have a tremendous impact you may not know it you may not realize it but sometimes we have to have the courage to step into that moment and i love what aaron said earlier too that the planning of moments sometimes oftentimes all the time involves relationships and planning means making relationships with the people that you're going to work with Make sure you enlist others to help you. Don't be ashamed to do that. Don't be afraid to do that. Let them learn. That's part of leadership. Develop more leaders. And your culture and your school will increase as well. And then work on giving those moments to others. That's really what servant leadership is, is creating moments, giving moments to other people, and then stepping back and letting them be in that moment. And then finally, just be the creator of moments. Be the creator, be the lead creator of celebrations this year in your school and see what the impact has on the people around you. Well, we finished episode one of season five and we look forward to being with you again real soon. If you've got topic ideas you want us to handle, you want us to talk about, let us know. We'd love to talk about that, research that a little bit and then see what our our views are on that as well. So we'll see you again real soon. Thanks for listening. It's good to be back. Aaron, Scott, good to see you guys again. And uh, look forward to connecting again real soon with you and our listeners. And in the meantime, be blessed, everyone.